Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Sheep Love by Q Shelby, and today we have my husband with me. Hey, yo. <laughs> it's good to be here. And the topic is going to be about um, crazy faith, walking a faithful life, how to get back on track after falling short in your faithful walk, and finding purpose. And we're just going to start off with some icebreaker questions. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you um, a few questions. And then, yeah, I'll answer them too. So what is the most courageous thing you've ever done? Uh, the most courageous thing I ever did was to um, move out of my mom's crib on my own with basically no money to go live with my brother out in D.C. because I didn't want to stay living in Chicago anymore. All I have was $600, though. And I made that decision to just go ahead. And that was not easy and not smart either. But I did it, though, because I felt like I needed to. And I felt like something was telling me that I had to get up and go. God was telling you that. Yeah. I didn't know that back then, though. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that at the time. But um, the most courageous thing that I did was move to Houston by myself because it was like a new world for me. I was just like, I gotta go. I have to get out of Mississippi. Well, Clinton was, my, my oldest brother was actually in Houston at the time. And so I visited one time. He just wanted me to visit and I loved it. I, it was, it was such a different, it was a different vibe though. Like it was, um, it's your home. Yeah, it felt like home and it felt like something new. And being from Mississippi, it was just not enough scenery for yeah, me. You messed up going to a big city. <laughs> you got the yes, yeah. that's all of that stuff as soon as you pull up there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that was the most courageous thing I did. It was it was a good time, but it was a hard time, too. So. How do you? <laughs> Is it, um, what is your idea of a blessed life? So my idea of a blessed life is um, is walking in faith comfortably and sometimes uncomfortably and um, being able to, you know, bless others. The, the, that's the key part about it to me. Um, being able to constantly be in touch with God and feeling his love, feeling his presence, you know, and uh, feeling his hand in your life, feeling covered. And then also being able to pass down and pass along the things that you get blessed with or be able to impact people with the gifts and, and things that he passes to you. So I think, you know, in short, when you have when living a blessed life, it looks like people around you um, look and living a good life, too. Yeah, that's true. But I think my idea of a blessed life it's just being worry-free, like actually having control of my mind, like mm -hmm. not ever having to like second get, like that is a blessed life to me because yeah. you can really, you can do whatever you put your mind to at that point. But if you don't, if I don't like know how to control my yeah, mind. Yeah, if you don't then, quiet your mind, then you just- Yeah, uh, then like I'm living in hell for the rest of my life, basically. Yeah, just a victim to the swarm of your own thoughts. Yeah. It and, can be like that sometimes. But. Yeah, but 
I think that and just not having to worry about all the stuff that matters in the world. Like, mm-hmm. like not having to worry about money or not having to worry about yeah. people who, you know, just don't really serve you purpose because people worry about that. Right. People worry about that the most in life, actually. Um, but the next question is, have you ever had an hour and ever moment? Yeah, so my now or never moment, um, I think if I think about it a little bit, my now or never moment was when I picked up music, which is also in college. I mean, I guess you could say my now or never moment was when I was like, I got to move now. Um, and I did, but I really think the bigger crossroad moment for me was when I decided to pick up music because it took over my life at that point. And um, I wasn't really prepared for that. Um, how much, how it was going to take over my desires and my focus and my attention and, you know, my my work ethic and everything when I found it. But when I did, though, I mean, I chose to stick with it. I think it was like, if I don't do this now, then I'm never going to do it. And music had always been part of me, obviously, you know, because my dad and stuff. But, like, when I, was, when I was in college, I felt like, if I don't do this now, I'm not going to ever, like, feel like to get into what I really want to do and be a real, I could always pick up a computer, learn producing and put myself where I need to be to become a producer in my thirties if I wanted to learn it then, you know? Mm-hmm. But as far as like all, everything I learned about making music, it was then or it was never mm-hmm. at, at 20 years old, you know, time to really get down into it. Well, tell them how you started making music. Um, so I was um, sitting sitting in the the spot in DC shout out 700 and um, um, me and Mook went there and we was just sitting in there uh, smoking and um, Mook started he played this beat and uh, he started he started he started writing to it and we was just sitting there really we hadn't even really smoked he had just started playing the beat and I was like I was like oh this trap house jumping from Amigos, and I thought he was about to play this song, but then I thought about it again. I was like, nah, not Mook. I know him better. He would have to play this instrumental. And sure enough, it was instrumental. And I, and I love Amigos. Like, Amigos are hard. And they their flow is very good. It's very, it's very like, pockety. Like, I like it for music. So, um, you know what I'm saying? So he's sitting there, and stuff start coming into my head, and I'm like, well, I'm just gonna write it down then, forget it. So I start, I start writing it down and I, and I write it down and I'm like, Mook, I think I got something, right? So I spit it to him, he's like, yo, that's hard. And then we spit it to somebody else and it was like, oh, so I'm gonna do it back and forth. And then we looked at each other, we was like, we might as well. And then we went to go see Manny, shout out producer house, Manny Hill, first engineer ever for me. And we went to go see Manny Hill and then we recorded it punched us in piece by piece. Well, actually we didn't punch it in. Me and Mookie both one take dicks. So he goes straight through one time. He just left space in there because we can count the bars in our head. And then I do the same thing for my second take. And then maybe he mixed it, chopped it up, engineered it, whatever. And it was it was fire. And then we was we was doing all type of shows and stuff like that at that time just on campus. And everybody wanted us to come out and do that song. Like, so it was like, Mook is hard, like, Mook real hard. And then Mook was rapping about the beef that we was actually getting into with people on campus. And so 
while I was trying to figure out my style move because I already solidified in his and the competition of that, you know what I'm saying, all of that, and me always feeling like we kind of leg up on me with wordplay and stuff like that, and me priding myself on wordplay, like that whole cocktail of things is why we had this healthy brotherhood competition thing because it's like, like that's my dog. Like I want yeah, to see, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that makes me better. Like, you know. Like I wanted, to, like I was, I was bored. If like you know, what I'm saying I lost, but I won like nine in a row. Then, no, then they're like, oh, we got Mook Ali. Like I'm like, this the one, really. Like, this is the one that I want. I want the Mook Ali, you know, because he got me started in this. That's like winning a beat battle against Manny. It's like, damn, I really made it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's good that you had those people to start off though. I didn't really have none of that. Like I didn't have people around me doing music like that until mm -hmm. like. Houston, like I met New York, like that's why that's why I feel like my now or never moment was probably in Houston. When, mm -hmm. Whenever um, I was just out there by myself, and I didn't know how I was gonna make it out there. I was just like, I'm just gonna do it, and because I know if I like if I was to that's go back good. home, I wouldn't have came back. Because no. like you know, if you go back home, you get stuck there. And for me, that's, yeah, it's like, I would rather be uncomfortable. I won't go back home. Um, I would literally struggle. Yeah, because you're going to find home. something out about yourself through that struggle, you know? And yeah, it's just and like. You get used to being alone. You exactly. Know? So you, get, you get used to not being, like, abiding by your family's rules. Exactly. And you create your own your own life and so for me I had created my own life and so if I was gonna stop doing anything it wasn't gonna be if I was gonna stop yeah, I was gonna stop my old life I'm yeah. gonna stop building this life yeah, that I'm building I was gonna stop doing things that were making me get in that position or I was you know gonna just do whatever it took to stay where I was and that was my now and never but now I'm having a now and never moment with the stuff that we're doing cause like it's literally that like there is a new generation of people in music right now starting. Man, babe, yeah. I'm I'm 27 and I'm still not broke in. And the baby and Jay Z and like literally the the people that's that really be people that start there, people that get the get the chance later in life instead of earlier in life, oftentimes go straight into success in it because. You have experienced failure in other things and you worked long for this, you know what I'm saying? So, if, you know what I'm saying? Don't ever put a clock on yourself because I you are very talented and gifted and, you know what I'm saying? So, I just think... I don't think I'll be putting a clock on myself, but I do think that um, my now or never moment is just like if you don't start it now because... There, I don't think it's a clock, but like Pastor Ty said... I feel like, you. you know, about to start now. You'll... you'll like God will keep putting stuff in front of you and like yeah and you, if you can, don't, he's you gonna can put miss it somewhere that bus else. a couple of times but like but he's not gonna yeah, he's gonna stop pulling yeah, it up like, a couple of times for real just, yeah eventually like, alright well you don't wanna do this for real so mm -hmm. I'm just gonna give that to somebody else because I had that for you but you wasn't accepting of that so now you didn't invite me into your life at that point you didn't invite me into that career decision you made mm -hmm. and that's why I'm having an hour and every moment because it's you know like you have to start and if you don't start then you can't get those subsequent blessings the ones yeah. that come after following after being obedient like 
<laughs> that was supposed to bless you with a record deal, you ain't never start singing. Yeah, that's that's what it was for me. I I wasn't I I didn't do any of it. Like the only people who really knew I sung was the people around me. But I mean, everyone knew that I had Demi, or you know, I was like my bro my brother sings, right? My dad sings, right? And stuff. So of course that. But like, I don't know. I just wasn't doing nothing. Like saw me doing anything like that. Oh yeah, he wasn't marketing the singing the singing. Yes. Next question is, if you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Uh, if I can tell my younger self something, I would, I would tell my 16-year-old self um, to work on my work ethic and and to go find music and fall in love with it and start working on it right away. And yeah, man, that's what I would tell myself. Work on my work ethic. Go find your passion. Follow it. Study it. Become the best that you can at it as soon as you can so that you can spend time stretching the boundaries of what perfection is, basically. I would tell my younger self to just be more gentle with myself and mm -hmm. be more understanding about things that I go through so that I wouldn't get into a depressed mood or have anxiety or any of that because... Yeah, that stuff's tough, man. You beat yourself up, so that's what I would tell my younger self. Yeah, I feel that. Cause like, and sometimes because like people think that people think that um, sometimes just because you have somebody like how we have each other that we don't still go through that stuff. But it's not about not going through that stuff. It's just about the blessing of having you here beside me if I needed somebody. I know I always have you at this point, and the same for you. You know, I think sometimes that stuff literally feel like it's beating you up. Depression will literally make you feel like beat up, and you'll be looking down, just sad, literally defeated. You know, like it's literally exhausting and tiring. Yeah, hard. everybody can go through that, even around people. Literally. Like, I mean, but that's another reason why you be so depressed because you see people around you that's so right. just in a jolly mood and you're just like, I'm not feeling that way right now. So you don't want to, you don't want to smile. You don't want to laugh. You don't want to crack jokes. Or it's like, <laughs> why don't I get to feel happy right now while everybody else get to feel happy? And then yeah. it's like, and then that's then a, that's a spirit that you that. have to cry about. I mean, not cry about, but pray about because sometimes you got to cry. <laughs> no, that's a spirit that you have to pray about because <laughs> <laughs> I pray and say, <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> That's me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what you have to pray about because if you like really start being that's like the spirit of jealousy, so Yeah, you know. You kinda just have to like not like that's something yeah. that you definitely have to pray against because being jealous Yeah, envious is not good for you. Ooh, baby. Make your wrinkles <laughs> fast. Make your breath stink. <laughs> Make you look stink. Mm. You just do so much. Yeah, it make you unoriginal because the whole time you're jealous, eventually you're going to end up copying people and that just ain't good for you. So who were uh, the people that you were around like going through music like every phase of your life, even like... When I was a kid? Like every phase. Uh, so when I was growing up... Um, when I was growing up, fun fact, I used to think my mama was Tony Braxton. <laughs> because, because when she was younger she used to look like I watched the video that how did you get here video and I'm watching the video I'm like 
And the more I looked at the video, I just... That just reminds me of what you tell girls about your dad. Why did you think your, your parents were these people? Well, I don't know, man, because... Oh, because Case... Oh, you talking about DJ Case Slay? Because I was playing the game, and I'm like, I never heard of nobody else named DJ K. And I'm like, maybe he just called himself K Lexi around me because he changed his name for real, you know? And so I thought that K Slay with my pops but that was back then and I thought Tony Baxter was my mom and this was back then so this no. man was a celebrity child right and I didn't even know <laughs> it I've been I've been celebrity bred this whole time but yeah man um so but uh there's pictures and videos uh well maybe not videos so much but there's definitely pictures of me sneaking into my dad's studio headphones on playing the piano full 88 keys and I'm just like I'm not making those no, no music for real I'm just kind of in there playing around like I don't know what does what but I'm figuring it out and, and then I'm like I've been in here for a while I gotta get out of here and touching his stuff and then you know <laughs> he pop up you know he never pop up but he, he would take, he would, sometimes he would stage it because he could hear me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's like, I was, and I was always afraid, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my pops would be asleep and I'd be like, Dad, can I play a game? And I would be awake for a full hour before I asked him because I didn't want to wake him up and get yelled at, you know what I'm saying? So he'd be like, can I play the game? Or can I go? Da, 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 da. But I didn't even know what I was doing in there. So I wasn't going to be like, can I go then touch the piano or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, but but then, the, but like the music was always around because he was making it and, you know, culture and stuff like that. But that was house music. And then um, my mom dated this guy named Derek. Derek was a big Lil Wayne fan. And Derek put me on to the Carters. And that was around the time that the Droughts was coming out, especially the Drought 3. Also, that was around the time that Jay-Z did that Linkin Park joint album, which was super dope. I loved that album. Uh, it's one of my favorite Jay-Z albums, except Blueprint 3 and Watch the Throne. And, um, and, you know, it's just, um, when I was in high school, I didn't really have that many musical influences, except for, I would say, on the block we used to freestyle. I used to have this, um, I used to have a, what is it called? I used to have a Motorola Pebble. And it wasn't the Razor, it was the one where you slide the, slide the flip screen down and it just pop up and then when you close it it slide back into place and so um i would I had this 50 cent email i mean not email ringtone for i get money and it was a perfect loop of the beat and so i used to play that and we would stand in the alley and we would rap that and um um then i would say in the next era of my life obviously when i first got to college mook was my musical influence because he was the one that introduced me to rapping and stuff like that for real, for real, you know? Mm -hmm. Of course, on the block I was in all, oh, but I was the young, I was a young boy, I was little boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't feel like I was raw or that I could do what they were doing back then. So when I just, I just took a chance on myself in college and I discovered that I actually am raw. And, um, and then Manny, I would group Manny along with the producer house though because um, he engineered, well, I don't know, he engineered, he in, impressed upon me as an engineer, teaching me how to record and how to sound and how to how to get the best take and how important a good take is. Um, but later on in life, it was uh, in producer house where, and I would say him along with Woody, 
um, and J-Bo and Skate. And I'll throw Woody in there, even though Woody wasn't making beats at that time, because Woody was getting on niggas' beats or just like rapping on them right there. And like, I was being able to see how you could get into any flow, any pocket on any beat. And and so seeing a rapper do that while I was, you know what I'm saying, teaching myself how to rap and learning how to rap, I was like, I was like, yo. And then I called my dad at the time that I was living over there. And um, I got um, the laptop that I that I have still to this day that I've been making music on all this time. And, um, and yeah, then I started to be influenced by all of the producers. And then my rap started to be influenced by Woody's rap with those producers. So, <laughs> and then after that, you know, I've been influenced by a lot of different individual rappers along the way. But some of the people that made me want to start, I mean, that made me love rapping, be a rap fan for real was people like Wayne and Gucci Mane and um, so what advice would you give to upcoming artists so I would just tell upcoming artists really just stay down I mean honestly um only people that you know that ever feel something like a long time journey is this is people that quit and if it's for you then you're gonna see some degree of success but if it's not for you God will continuously show you L after L after L while also showing you what door you're supposed to be going through so I would just tell all young artists whether this you know what I'm saying whether this you, really for anybody too because yeah dream chasing in general is all about this you know what I'm saying but yeah like you have to make sure that the most important thing is that you feel that you brought this to God because otherwise you could put a lot of time in on this earthly plane and never advance in what you were supposed to be doing. You could advance with through all sheer effort and will and you know what I'm saying? And you would never get to the what was really destined for you on this earth, which is greater than whatever you could fathom and create with your own two hands and mind and feet. So first of all, you gotta bring it to God, make sure that this is what you're supposed to be doing, you know? And um if you deep into it like I am, then you search for moments of affirmation from God while you practice it, you know. Um, yeah, and, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, you know, you like I, I did. I wasn't close to God when I found rap. I didn't find God until a little like maybe the year after I found music. But after that, though, I felt so like divinely guided that it was like. Like he kept guiding me towards the music, and so it was like. Maybe I'm not supposed to be rapping, but I'm supposed to be doing music. And so I just kept with it and I stayed obedient towards that. And I feel like that's why I see the blessings that I see with this, because it's what I'm supposed to be doing. And I face the trials and tribulations for it. Yeah. And second of all, you got to, like like we were saying before, you have to like really stay down with that. Like, and you have to pray. You have to a pray. lot. You, you got to pray. pray a lot. You have to get literally so close to God when you yeah, try to dream chase because like... To for and you got to know when to like... And you got to know what's time. good opportunity and what's not. Like it's exactly. good fruit and bad fruit. Sure. And you cannot eat all types of fruit. You cannot like, eat everything. <laughs> so it's like you, you just have to know and then having good community around exactly good. Yeah. having good people around you is really really important when you're dream chasing because Sex. like you can't go based off like who you've known forever or your yeah. childhood people people are like trees if you just have yourself you're gonna grow vertically and you need to be able to literally branch out and grow why? Yeah, like it's okay to meet you know new people. It's yeah, okay. Exactly. It's okay to be influenced a little bit, but stay that original. You haven't been close to forever. It's okay to meet new people that love you instantly. Like that's not scary. Yeah. Like you know, 
you you have to have people around you who can pick you up when you can't pick yourself up. Yeah, right? the most important, important thing is to funnel your funnel your what you make it out of your assets. Funnel all of that back into your assets. So reinvest into yourself. Whether whether you starting a clothing company, whether you starting a makeup line, whether you trying out skincare products and you messing up your own face a lot, whether you making beats and your beats suck, like stay down with that. Yeah, that whether you freaking work at McDonald's and you really like that job and you want to be there and you want to be a manager one day, like literally does not matter. Stay down with that. Literally, do that. Pray every day. Literally every day. And oh, pray multiple times a day too. Like yeah, like form that relationship because that's what's gonna stick. Like that. That is the only relationship that's gonna stick. Honestly, that's the really? only one that's gonna take you where you need to go. Because really, you can't find purpose without that relationship. Like, exactly. Uh, everybody don't believe in purpose. God, but I, I, I just would say. Um, I mean, no matter what you believe in, though, if you study your if you study your text, all the deities basically preach benevolence, kindness of the heart, being mindful, and you know what I'm saying, and following purpose, doing what you're supposed to do. Because there's a lot of people that just do what they want to do, and you see what happens to them. They usually end up homeless or. God forbid, passed away. Yep. That, that, lean on to your own understanding. Because, um, your own understanding can really mess you up for real life. Thanks. I mean, the thing is, I once read everything. Being a student to life is um, is very crucial to grow. Yeah, exactly. I once read this book that said, everybody that you know lied to you and they didn't lie to you on purpose it just they just told you stuff that was not true which by definition is a lie and they don't know that it's not true it's just it was regurgitated and told to them a lot of things that we just accept as fact are just regurgitated and it's just regurgitated information you know and so it's important to take inventory of your reality and and be honest about that like and by that I mean like you have to literally like so I look around at the we got new hardware yes and we got new software yes but I have to make stuff out of that you know what I'm saying I have to take inventory of my reality my reality is that we just we just got new stuff to make good music with you know what I'm saying um, and so I need to to do stuff with that though like now I know we have this. So I need to do something with it. And if I don't have this, then I need to be honest with the fact that I don't have it. And what do I need to do to get it? Why do I feel like I need it? It's a constant introspective thing, you know what I'm saying? Especially for artists, because there's so many layers to this. And the better you get, the deeper you get into it, you find out there's so many layers. And like, if you don't have, if you don't have like crazy faith, like we are talking about, because we basically just describing even though we haven't mentioned the, yeah, the, the series, the time, which you know? y'all should go watch, Crazy Faith series. Thanks, Pastor Mike Todd. Transformation Church, the Crazy Faith series is dope. It's long and it's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but but um, it's a crazy faith and there's a crazier faith. Yeah. And crazier faith went crazier. Crazier for faith sure. went crazier. For <laughs> so. so, yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, so you just have to have that um, because a lot of times people around you will tell you that you're not supposed to be doing it. And you will have a lot of earthly worldly signs to give up and you gotta understand like like you know what i'm saying evil was cast down and so this is evil's plane evil's down here evil running this evil like jealousy and envy and disdain hatred 
whatever be making people do weird stuff all of the time, like fake support, like, you know what I'm saying? Like all type of stuff, like just all of the weird things that people do be back going, back doing people, all type of stuff, you know? All of that stuff is because of yeah, evil. Don't rock like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, that's not how we get down. To, and that's because, and I feel like all of that stuff is really a sign of little faith. Because if you if you're doing all of that, that means you don't have I mean, faith. It is. You it, don't have no faith in that God is gonna bring have, you out of yeah, your situation. You don't have faith in yourself. So, so you need you're to bring down somebody one, else's you're situation. Mad, I'm not putting you on. Like, I'm sorry, but if you're one of them type of people who are just genuinely not happy for people when they're making decisions in their life, then you need to reevaluate because why are you not happy? Because God will bless everybody, but He's not gonna bless nobody that's looking sideways at the people that He blessing. Yeah, like and not His people, bless we're all supposed to, to love be. each other. I love everybody winning. I want to win, but I want everybody else to win also. And everybody else winning motivates me to win. So that's what it should be for you. It shouldn't be. Oh, they're winning, so my time hasn't came yet. So you know that you're giving Literally, up on yourself. I mean, and that's a battle, and that's and it's okay to battle with that too. Oh, I feel definitely. like it's it's like because like, sometimes I look at people around me to if I'm being I'm humble, open, and transparent. I look at people that's around me, and I think for a split second, it's just a split second, like it's faster than I could snap. Where I think, damn, why stand at me? Like the thought is away before I could even you get know? the full sentence out. And that's it's like something, and I have you to have battle to with that. Evaluate though, you have to literally look at yourself. Like, I look at myself every day and I think about things that I don't like and things I want to change. Mm -hmm. And I know that I need to change them. So I actually just, you know, write them down or mm -hmm. talk to myself about them because, like, I don't know. I just feel like life is really about a balance, you know, because at the same time, it's important to be tough on yourself and be honest about these things. But also, though, like... You have to be kind to yourself because like I always tell you, like I gotta wake up and rock with me because everybody else, even you wake up with the choice to be mad at me and not rock with me on a daily basis. I don't have that choice because if not me, then who? Literally. So exactly. so you have to you have to rock with yourself, but like that's why they're two sides of the same coin because you're not even really being kind to yourself if you're not being honest to yourself, but you also yeah. don't need to bash yourself. I mean, I yourself. just think it's awareness that I'm I'm trying to um get them to understand, being aware of what you do because a lot of people are not aware that they're doing things like their mom did or their dad did or yeah. they're doing things like that. And so they're they're projecting on others like some people are haters because their mom and dad are haters and you know what's crazy looking inside will show you so much more about the outside world and yourself than anything like you be honest about the things that you observed as a kid or the things that you've observed in yourself and you know what I'm saying as you've grown up and you be honest with yourself about those things and you you learn to address them and you learn to identify them and most importantly because like that's the first step like a lot of times people just be blind they have no idea why because they've taken no time to sit think about these things pray about them and you know sense be just be these things be be these things and be honest that you are these things so that you can decide what you are are going to become you know what i'm saying like i had deeper anger issues than I have now. Like I had worse um you know temper issues and and like I would be rude to people. Like I was tactless as a man, you know, and it was like I had to identify with my disrespect in general for people because of how I viewed myself. And I had to be honest with 
how that was affecting myself, my people, the people that was bringing into my circle, yeah. how their actions were making me feel. Because feel it's like, like I was putting up, people everybody down. Everybody has a little rude side because I feel like everybody had that little moment where they just look back at themselves. Like, like I was really, I was really acting like that. I like, was really feeling myself. But see, I feel like I always had a good heart, but I was acting like that in some cases where I was feeding into things that just served me no purpose, like or just like arguing with people or you know fights stuff like that. Like I just feel like now you look back at it yeah. and you'd be like that was so ignorant. Yeah, so, you know, like, ideally. People, Ideally, the stuff that we as a generation identify as like growing up is the type of stuff that you should be starting to learn when you the age that we was all messing around. Like, you know, like the book that I'm reading now is a book that I'm going to introduce to our kids as soon as they can read. Like, because... Well, the book I'm reading, too. Exactly. Because, both I mean, like, the, both really of those good. are really good books. So, well, we should tell them. I'm reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I'm reading The Blessed Life. Yeah, and those are two good books. Y'all should get those on Amazon. So, but, like, I, I, like I'm, I'm like, serious about that because it's like they need to understand that. And I know, like, they are kids, and they also going to have sponge like mine. So it's going to be shaping that. And just to be able to put those metaphors into their mind to just, like, let them know like financial literacy and things like that. Like I want those to be building blocks for our kids because a lot of the things that are, and I feel like for a lot of people in our generation, the generation before us, and especially the one before them, um, a lot of the lessons that we learn are around finance and not like we keep having to learn lessons about finance, but the lessons of life keep happening to us through financial situations. So Mm -hmm. it's like, if you have problems um, breaking a habit that will show up in your financial record. If you have problems, um, if you have problems managing your time or managing your priorities, that'll show up in your financial records and things like that. And so I think a lot of the issues that pop up in our generation, you can see them in finance. And I think that's a that's a blessing and a curse, honestly, because it just means that if you can figure out how to address that through those principles and developing that discipline, you can improve your own principles and discipline you know um but it's also like really hard because finance is a cornerstone of like society you know so like you don't really have time it's so crazy how our books are like so much the same yeah like they're very complimentary different at the same time because like mine is about tithing and the spirit of man man and stuff like that and those are things i like i never just thought about or even like cared to think about but now that i'm reading it i'm like i need to get with the program yeah i feel like tithing is like people forget that working out and stuff is a part of mind body spirit slash soul you know like it's a part of it like work because and when you work out you can feel that it'll make you feel better and um it's the same thing with tithing like tithing is the part that people just say and forget about like and it's just 10% at least, you know? And like, if yeah, you do 10% and- of every dollar that you make, like every time you touch a dollar, just give up a dime. Every time you touch $10, give up a dollar. Every time you touch $40, give up $4. Yeah, like, like it's literally name. not, it's not hard. And you're in the instances in which you give back to but God. But the analogy bro. they used in the book just makes it make more more sense. They were just like, if, if, um, I'm the husband and I have a wife and I and I give all of y'all 
$5,000 a month. I don't even know if that was the price. Yeah, it was, it was like, yeah. if I give you $5,000 a month and I tell y'all, just give my wife a thousand, y'all can do whatever else with the rest. And, and I come back and you ain't gave yeah. my wife nothing or you and, gave yeah, my wife less. The only one person has given it to, um, you know. Facts. Two people that got blessed in that story was the person that gave the 10% like he mm-hmm. asked and the person that gave more. more and he yeah. blessed the person who gave four but, more. Yeah. So, you know, so that's just the same thing. It's like you giving money to the church. That is God's wife. That is how his word gets out. Literally. That is, you know, so like... And the we, thing about that is that, because a lot of people say, I'm, I'm not giving to that church. And like, why but like, not? First of all, first of all, this money is not ours. It's all God's. So you're basically just giving it back. First of all. Second of all, it's not for you to be concerned with what they do. I mean, and third of all, like, if God told know, you to do it, like, you gotta just trust in his plan. He might, you might be the person that, and like, and this is for people who like don't want to give to homeless people and stuff. Like, I understand if you don't be having cash and stuff like that, but should I give coupons, all type of stuff to people? Cause I just, you never know what somebody's going through. And I just feel like I, it, I'm gonna get this to you. You're gonna have to face your test again. You're gonna have to decide not to buy crap. You're gonna have to decide not to go buy a pint. You're gonna have to decide to not pocket this money and actually, you know what I'm saying, make it go for the glory of God. That's up to them. I don't have nothing to do with me. My my assignment was to give and to be a blessing with my blessings. So I'm gonna do that. And whatever you do with what I bless you with through God's blessings to me, it's not my business. It's not my business. That's up to you. And that's your L to take or your W to make, but it ain't got nothing to do with me after I give you the gas to go, for sure. (laughs) And for me, I think tithing is really becoming very important to me. And I want to be able to give more than 10% because I know, you know, I know that's what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm really trying to get into it. We should start with 11 yeah, I really, I really just want to get into the the like the a groove of it. Like, I want to know what day I'm gonna do it, and I want to have like the money set aside, like yeah. from every other money. And I just want to start tithing because I know that that is what I should be doing. I just feel like we I feel do like that. if you don't understand everything about tithing, because I just we don't have enough time to talk about tithing all the way out. Mm-hmm. But um, the blessed life is on Amazon, and for sure. I, I think it's by. I think they got audio book for that too. Yeah, I don't I don't remember who it's by. I think it was like Robert or something. But as far as the tithing goes, that that Not is definitely. something big to go and if, if you're on your crazy faith journey. But what is what is a crazy faith journey to you? Like what does that mean to you? Like after watching the series. Yeah. So after watching Crazy after watching Crazy Your Faith, I think it's been redefined like for like the fifteenth time. And so for Crazy Your Faith for me is literally recognizing that life is about if I can make it into a metaphor, life is about jumping off of the cliff and letting God give you your wings and knowing that you're going to be afraid that you're falling, but also knowing that God is going to give you. And like, I literally mean knowing those two things because we're still human. You got to understand that you're taking a risk to really be taking that risk in reality. You got to jump off of the cliff, but you also have to have faith that God is going to literally give you what you need to make it through your situation. You got to have faith that God is going to give you wings to fly instead of fall after yeah, you jump. Yeah, my parents used to always tell me when I was younger to renew my mind. Like, that was always what they were telling me. And I just didn't understand. Like, mm-hmm. I understand now. But back then, when they kept telling me that for years, I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, mm-hmm. of course, I know what renew your mind means, but the, I did. Like, I tried it a couple times and that it didn't work. Yeah. 
but I kind of like renewing your mind is definitely some some something real personal. You gotta get into a prayer. You know me, mm-hmm. I got a prayer closet. Yeah, you got a prayer closet. <laughs> so get in there. <laughs> get in there. Get in there. Get in that closet. For real, to get in that closet for sure. But um, but yeah, no. That's what I think. I think. I think for sure. Crazy faith. Crazy your faith for me is just literally about. It's like not about being willy-nilly. There's a fine line between like having crazier faith and just I mean, being, in the series, they talk about crazy. baby faith, maybe faith. So, you know. Right. No, yeah, no. There's definitely like grades to this. Yeah, but so there's like a if thin you're line in your beginning stages, there's be like, baby. you know, no, there's for baby sure. faith. There's, uh, they said a mustard seed. And I always remember Pastor Todd was like, um, as a mustard seed, most of y'all don't know what mustard seed is. That's what he said, and he was like, "It's one of the smallest seeds in the world," uh-huh. and which means you just have to have a little bit of faith. Yeah, and and that's what you need to start with. And you and you and it's gonna grow because God is faithful. And God come true. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie to you. If you if you honest with things and you're not bitter and you let go of and what not, you think. And we're not like trying to like bombard y'all. No, we're not trying to bombard God y'all with Christianity and God stuff. We just, I'm just being honest about my mindset. Yeah, right but now. we can't talk about our faithful walk without mentioning God because that's. Yeah, I can't talk about my journey right now, especially not how I got to where I am. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, there's been a couple of times where even before I met, even before I met you, like. Like I just had to, I had to be close. I had to be closer to God because it was just like, if I, I'll just, I would be feeling lost. And you know, like, like my my dad's in my life, but he wasn't really um, around. So like, I, I kind of had to learn how to be a man from watching the wrongdoings of other men, and you know, kind of picking up their goods as I could. But um, you know, that was really hard for me, and. The only father that could really like teach me how to become who I wanted to become and who I thought I was supposed That's to be God. was was God, you know. And like I didn't, I didn't know that. And and once I, once I let, once I, once I, you know, saying can't say it, I just realized like it's really deep. It's really deeper than. Yeah, it's, deeper it's really than deeper than, than me. It's really deeper than me. And and it's like I, and the more I let go of my ego and realize I'm part of a bigger picture, then I recognize that like there's greatness in every one of these cogs you know what i'm saying like every cog is gonna have its moment to shine and mm-hmm. be what it's supposed to be for the work of the machine you know what i'm saying but it's like i i had to realize that it's beauty and just you know what i'm saying being obedient and allowing allowing the you know what I'm saying allowing the one basically the big energy the thing running this all to basically you know kind of work through me and and be good for other people so yeah like like change so, your yeah. heart pray to change change your heart pray to change your mind pray, yeah. to, pray for it just pray for a pure heart i mean but even if you just don't want to like you got to have you got to have faith you got to have faith period if you don't even want to give it a name because i understand some people are agnostic even and then they believe in a higher power but don't have a name for it and if you if you um but even you just, with that you still have to tap in so yeah exactly that's what i'm saying you have to have faith that something greater than you is going to pull you through because at a certain point you're going to take an L and you're going to look at your resources and and you're going to look at what you can do and realize that it's finite and you're going to understand that if i didn't have something else somebody else you know what i'm saying something else 
then I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation because I didn't put myself in this situation. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't matter what level of success you experience. We all inadvertently put ourselves in these situations because we are humans and we make dumb mistakes and we say and do stupid things and we are uh we are filthy creatures on the inside you know what i'm saying like we deal with <laughs> we deal with lust and, and we deal with anger and envy and you know saying like we deal with a lot of things that result in negativity and those things usually come from us. And if you're just honest about things, and like I said, let go of what you think things should look like for you, then you realize how good that, you know what I'm saying, the big energy yeah, is. Yeah, because most of the time things just happen. You really, if you just think about your life, things just really be happening and you don't know yeah. how it happened or why it happened, but it just be happening. You Stuff never happening know what's going to happen. And, and you, you know that you probably should have been, you know, not... Not, like it's been a couple of situations where I was like I probably wouldn't have made it out of this like, I mean God big and small doing. like God didn't God didn't let somebody behind me offer me the change that I didn't know I needed before my stuff got rung up before and at the same time he didn't I didn't, he didn't let I mean, me see he didn't let me see what my blessings do for other people like he didn't let me see the spark or the light that I bring into somebody's life by trying to be good to them and just being obedient like giving them things buying them things gifting them things doing things for them being there for them compassionately things like that you know like and i i just just i my my moment with that was the 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 wall the the bullet and the oh, wall. Yeah. like yeah, they didn't somebody, really tell many people about that somebody but, shot through our house y'all we good though yeah like our neighbor shot a bullet through our wall and we were on the couch and we jumped up because it was like, what the hell was that? And like, that we didn't even know. Us. Yeah, like, it could have hit us because we were literally right there in the same room. But, yeah, um, and the bullet angle upwards. So, I mean, but, like, we was in and out of the kitchen. And I had I been there, because I'm in and out of the kitchen, I can't sit down, you know. If I had I been the one that was in the kitchen right there, it would have been even closer to me. And I could have legitimately been injured by that or worse. And um, it's cool though. Yeah, facts. Shout out to God. Facts, shout out to God. Because I just, I just, I just be like, I just be like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like that could have went, that could have went crazy. That could have went so left. And as bad as it went, as bad as and and like like, just stuff previously, you know. Yeah, that was real recent, and that wasn't even the only thing. That's just the latest thing. You feel me? So, you know, when you walk in faithful life, a lot of stuff will happen to you. Things just really be happening, but you gotta really, really, really tap in with the higher power, whatever higher power y'all. You know, ours is big God. Yeah, no, but but yeah, definitely, man. I think that, um, and we do have a show today, so we have to go in a few. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we do have a show today. But what advice would you give to just sum up this whole podcast? Um, Overall, I would just say um, lock in with yourself. Lock in with yourself. If if, uh, Pastor Todd always says that if you ever ask the question, is there a God? And you're talking to him. And I think that for Christians, that's what that means. But I also think that inside all of us, for for those of you that do believe in other things, that you, when you quiet, when you get to your quiet space, just like she got that, get in that closet for real. Like that's not a joke. Like we say it funny, but that's a real deal thing. Like there's a dedicated yeah. space, 
in a dedicated time where she sit and she gets <laughs> quiet and she yeah. like gets in tune with herself. And I think everybody needs time to do that. You don't gotta meditate and get your own moan like the Buddha. Yeah, I but just find, find you something to, to do. It. You know, find you something to do. Like just get back to yourself. Um, be be less influenced by the world. You gotta. You gotta spectate that shit. Don't be a part of it. You know? Yeah, and don't like, let social media be the only thing you look at for the yeah, whole day. Yeah, like observe, observe what's going on. I guess for musicians, you can take this literally. Like listen to other music, absorb what it is, study it, see what's good about it, see what's bad about it, and then take those elements and apply them to yourself. Like instead of just like being a sheep, being a robot, um puppet marionette just like you know just be a real person and you can't be a real person until you find out who you really are as a person mm -hmm. so that's it i guess that's it <laughs> yeah so you could go ahead and link your instagram for people who want to follow you for beats or whatever for sure man um but if if you a lady and you shared this with your fella and he just wished that he had somebody he followed that knew what they was talking about, I mean, I mostly post about my music, but you know what I'm saying? We thorough over here. And you can catch me on Instagram at two pages. One is damn, D-A-M-N underscore Ocho, O-C-H-O. And the other one is Beats by Damn Ocho. That's B-E-A-T-Z. B-Y-D-A-M-N-O-C-H-O. Um, I advertise music on both of those, basically. But the Beats by Dan Ocho is my producer joint. And um, I'm working on the website right now. And um, I'm working on working on compiling, organizing, and mixing and mastering my next album. The one that I just put out on my birthday is out on streaming platforms. And we have a show today in Atlanta, Georgia. Facts, we have a show today. You can stream Ultra and Friends wherever you listen to music, even on YouTube. Um, and then me and Q have some good stuff coming out too. We got her EP we're working on. So like, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really, my, my plate is kind of full. Like I got a lot of stuff going on with this music stuff, but that's because we've been putting the foot forward for it. So yes, thank you, sir. God, for that. I appreciate it. That's what I asked for. And y'all can follow me at SheBall by Q Shelby and at SheQ underscore. And we will see y'all the same time next week. Deuces.